What's up, wrestling fans? Listen to me. We're not going to take you in the ring. We're going to take you to the street, the hood. Well, let me tell you something, man. I'm a new breed of black man. The Black Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling. From a nigga perspective. Uh, on the way to becoming the most dominant TV champion ever, the baddest champion you've ever seen, Mr. Violence at his finest, man, the notorious Shane Taylor is here with Ilfam790, your social media choice from the Black Wrestling Podcast, wrestling from a nigga perspective. Shout out to Cal, shout out to Matt. You already know, brother Shane, man. Welcome, 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 and I appreciate you, brother. What's happening? Appreciate you having me on, man. I'm happy to be here. That's what's up, man. Um, so let's just get to it, man. I hear you from the east side of Cleveland. Listen, I don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? I tell yeah. I tell niggas all the time. I'm from Severn, um, right outside of Baltimore. But right off the gate, man, just some light stuff. Uh, east side of Cleveland is is, is that where all your like sports loyalties lie? You know, Cavs, Indians, that sort of, of thing. Gladiators, the whole nine, Cleveland State. You know, obviously you got to go down there with with interior on the Buckeyes. Yeah, you know I mean, it's all Ohio. But man, it's Cleveland. Everything I'm Cleveland till I die. Uh, anybody that that's really from there or re- or really reps there will tell you the exact same thing. So, uh, and, and I think that's part of the bond that the city has with people. You know, anywhere you go, if you see somebody else from Cleveland, know somebody else else from Cleveland, there's a bond there that's different than any other city. So, uh, yeah, man, Cleveland till I die. That's what's up, man. So, how do you feel about Baltimore as a football city? Baltimore, I like I like to call them the old Browns, you know what I mean? Because that's what y'all are. So, you know, that's when people are like, "Hey, where are your where are your Super Bowls?" I'm like, "Oh, in old Cleveland," you know what I'm saying? And uh, with the old Browns, um, but I mean, you can't deny what what like what it is you guys have been able to do and what you've been able to produce, whether we like it in Cleveland or not. You know what I mean? Like those to have guys like Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. You know, obviously you got Lamar Jackson right now balling. Uh, you know, weird. Uh, who who was it that was talking about uh, his 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 hands being the same color as as the ball? Who I think the guy, someone, some guy from uh, from the Niners, uh, San Fran's Niners? Uh, broadcasting team. Right, right. So then you get him like going and trolling them the next week by wearing white sleeves, like like stuff like that is hilarious to me. You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Um, that fits under so life yeah, is wrestling, right? And, and you know what? The older I, I get, the more I see it, and the more I go, okay, now I know how to navigate through all this. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. The irony is, uh, one of the guys on the show, uh, brother Math, is a is a some sort of Pittsburgh fan. Um, football wise, oh, I'm a Cowboy fan. I don't even think Cal watches football. Um. <laughs> So we're only Baltimore uh, because we're local, but we definitely not Raven fans over here. Um, shout out to them niggas, by the way. Um, so also with Cleveland, man, you a big bone thugs guy? Man, let's not even, don't even disrespect me like that. Of course, <laughs> of course. Why would I not be? It's, you know, bone, bone thugs was the playlist of my childhood you know what i mean like it was everywhere the crazy thing about it is at least for me i don't think we knew how global and how big they were 
You know what I mean? Because everything we thought of as kids was Cleveland-centric. You know what I mean? So right. when you go, and now I've got the ability to travel all around the world, and you know what I mean? I'll be on a train in, in the U.K., and listen and hearing someone's earbuds and you know East nine, East nineteen ninety nine is playing. I'm like, how the hell do you know about you know? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, how what? Um, or I'll be you know in in Jamaica and hear you know Mo Murder Mo. Murder. I'm like, mm. yo, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So um, to have our city represented like that on a global scale is fantastic. Uh, shout out to the other guys doing it as well. Guys like. MTK, who always put on for the city as well. Hmm. You know, fighters like Steve Amiocic, you know, UFC heavyweight champ, doing it big. Um, so just more power and mad respect to anybody that's putting the city on like that. So I've seen you talk about uh, DMX in your pre, uh, pre-match pre ritual. Um, mm-hmm. Something to kind of get you hype. Is there anything else that you, you uh, throw on the, um, the old playlist? Do you mean get you in that mode? Recently, and I don't know why it hits different for me now than it did when I first listened to the album, but off of 444, the song Bam, Hmm. to me, that, you know what I mean, like, that's for the last few days, I've kind of had it on repeat. Like, it's just um, such a declaration of, like, look, this is what I'm trying to do, and this is the guy that that I am and this is who I want you to focus on going forward. But at the end of the day, don't forget this is this is me too. <laughs> yeah. And if you make that up mistake, you'll quickly understand why, you know, uh you you should never take me lightly. You should never think that just because I'm progressing as a man <laughs> that I can't do what I need to do when the time comes. That's perfect. Um because I wanted to ask you also, like, I like that dichotomy. So, like, how do you reconcile being, like, a father in, 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 in this business? You know what I mean? The business of professional wrestling. We've seen, like, in movies, like, uh, Beyond the Mat with Jake and his daughter. And we've all seen a bunch of, like, issues with, like, kids and, 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 and having problems with their parents or their father, whoever's in the business. How do you kind of reconcile that and make sure, you know, that doesn't become your relationship? Being a black person in this society in this nation is already hard enough for raising kids. It's already, it's already hard. It's hard enough being yourself. It's hard enough for raising kids. And then you add the professional wrestling business on top of that. And for me, the way I keep it where I need it to be is I always remember that my kids come first, this sport comes second. I, I, I can make money doing anything. Um, but for them, it's not going to matter at the end of the day, how many toys they had, or you know the neighborhood that that they grew up that they grew up in. It doesn't matter if, if my daughter gets to eat, you know, uh, toast with avocado on it or anything like that. Like you know what I mean? Like they they care about were you there, were you involved, were you engaged? Mm. Did you did you give me your time and energy? Um, did you give me your love? That's that's all they're going to remember. Mm. You know, uh, so uh, I, I I limit a lot of the opportunities and travel that I could be doing because I, I don't want those horror stories. I don't want my daughter to grow up and be in her twenties and thirties and, you know, be wilding out because daddy didn't love her enough. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's never going to be a thing. So, um, I make sure to take care of home first and then I balance out the rest of it with the things that I have to do. Hmm. My man. Um, who are your kids favorite wrestlers? Oh, it's funny. 
um, because my daughter loves uh, my big brother Ray Ray Rowe currently Eric of Viking Raiders fame, hmm. uh, so she likes to watch matches where you know he's beating me up and stuff like that, <laughs> um, and uh, I think I'm probably like her third favorite wrestler or or, or fourth. It, it goes Eric, and then you got um, Bailey and Becky Lynch because she got some uh, some wrestling like. Uh, action figures of them and so they shot up her list and so i'm like fourth now it's weird <laughs> okay so um now my wife is also an educator right um and i i, I so i can kind of feel you you know what i mean what, what, what you go on in your house um as we talked up you know before we started recording here um is there like a yin and yang in that relationship that kind of helps like because what you do is 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 very non-teacherish it's very why right. you know what i'm saying right. teachers i like that <laughs> so how does that how does that you know what i mean that yin and yang work how does that help the relationship it's uh it 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 definitely keeps me level uh because i'm i i tend to be a wild dude you know what i mean and <laughs> and being from cleveland like there there's a lot of things especially like as i go about my life now that if you to ask me six, seven years ago would have been a completely different outcome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, things that people say, things that people do back then would have had much different consequences than they would now. Uh, and that's not to say that those that those same actions still won't happen. It's just I would have to weigh it out and go, okay, is everything in, in place to make sure this is what I need to do? Um, but... Yeah, like you know, there's there's times where I'll see things and 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 I'm going through things and I want to while out and she's like, "Babe, calm down." You know what I mean? Like, this is what you got to do. Now you know where you got to go. Don't let this jeopardize all the work you put in. Um, and even as far as like, you know, uh, people like looking up to me or things like like I've never seen myself that way. You know, I I always will see myself as just a kid from the east side of Cleveland, mm. Ohio. You know, there's nothing special about me. It's just hard work and determination and having the right people around you. Mm. Um, but so, so, it's, so it's very hard sometimes for me to accept praise or to get messages from people that are like, hey, you inspired me to do this, just because I don't see myself that way. And, you know, she'll be the one to kind of remind me, like, hey, like, babe, you have – People like if Muhammad Ali, you know, rest in peace. If, if he had sent, or if you had sent a message to him, you know, how would you expect him to respond? You know what I mean? Like, like some people see you like that. You have to understand that that's just, you know, and, and that could be a bad, uh, a bad analogy. But just just saying that they're like they see you differently than you see yourself. So learning to accept that and learning to move in ways that make sure that I stay in a positive light for, for people uh, is, is paramount for me. And she's a big part of that. Hmm. And also, I mean, that, that train of thought kind of has to start with a good base. So talk about like your parents and like your upbringing in Cleveland, East Cleveland, to be specific. I mean, growing up in, in, in Cleveland, there, there's a million ways for kids to fall through the cracks. You know what I mean? Um, my mom was a teacher. Uh, she died when I was 12. Uh, and so my dad, you know, and they were going through, through their stuff, but I, I went to live with my dad when I was about 12, 13. And, uh, you know, he, he did the very best he could to raise his three boys, 
around everything that there is that can throw you off track. And um, for a while there, you know, it seemed like me and my cousins were on the fast track to trying to uh, create our own legacy, you know, in the wrong way. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But uh, he sat me down one day and kind of just gave, just gave me the game. It was like, Hey, look, if this is the route you want to go, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You know, like, you know, you're, you're going to do what you're going to want to do, but, and I will show you how to be the best at it, but Mm. there's no retirement plan for this. There's no 401k. It's going to be a lifetime of paranoia. It's going to be a lifetime of you looking over your shoulder and somebody is either going to put you in the ground or they're going to put you in a cell. That's the, that's the only way that this, there, there are no happy and retired gangsters. It doesn't happen. At least not black ones. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's just not a thing. He's like, or you could be a better man than I was, go to college, get your degree, you know, and do things in, in a different way than I did. And mm-hmm. so him having the, you know, him being Superman in my life for, for me, uh, hearing those words from him was like, okay, I took that challenge to go, okay, I, I will try to be better. I, I will try to do more, you know? And now uh, it's funny because for years of my life, for most of my life, I was his son. You know, he knew everybody. He had all the connections. And now things are starting to turn. And now people are recognizing him and going, hey, you're Shane Taylor's dad, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's a cool little, a cool little switch up. And he really digs it too. Hmm. So how'd you go from that conversation, like with your pops and that, you know what I mean, push forward to becoming Shane Taylor, the wrestler? Uh, a lot of good people around me, you know, guys like J-Rock from Cleveland, uh, Ray Rowe, as I mentioned earlier, guys like John McChesney from Erie PA, Bill Collier, uh, who I want, I want to say is in New York right now. Uh, and a bunch of people, uh, guys like Luke Hawks as well. Uh, from New Orleans, you know, uh, and, and, and Lamont Williams from Cleveland as well, uh, guys that have surrounded me and have seen talent in me, um, and have allowed me to learn, grow in the sport and put me in positions to be successful. Even when, you know, other companies and, and promoters and all that were trying to tell them not to, they, they, they did anyway. And now we see the result, you know, one of the best performers in the world, one of the most consistent performers in the world, stay putting on matches of the night, matches of the year with no matter who's in the ring with me. Um, and so making that transition, especially coming from a sports background, uh, you, you appreciate your team. You appreciate the guys that are willing to put their neck on the line for you. Um, and when you're successful, and when you get to prove them right, uh, you know that 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 gets us to moments like like this, points like this, and be able to tell stories like this. So you mentioned the sports background. What what, what sort of sports background do you have? Uh, you know, been uh, not competing, but been training boxing and stuff for the last you know thirty years. Okay. Uh, football, all American. You know, uh, all state wrestling, amateur wrestling, and high school, college. Uh, track and field, you know, shot put this, uh, hundred meter, you know, so a little bit of everything played, you know, baseball when I was a kid too. So, um, just a little bit of everything. It was important for my dad to make sure we weren't just, you know, in the house or run the streets that we had structure, you know, and, and, and we, and we were doing 
things with our time uh, that, and we were dedicating ourselves to something, you know, ha- having some sort of passion because a lot of, you know, a lot of bad things just come from idle thoughts. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, he wanted us out, out there and doing things and competing and just kind of seeing how and learning those lessons, you know, that, that help, that help you grow into a better person. Hmm. Okay. So speaking of, of, of improving, man, I've noticed I've been going through matches and whatnot and promos, you know, and prep for the interview here. And I've noticed there was a drastic, like you trimmed up severely, you know what I'm saying? Um, was there a very, like, there was there any reason specifically for that? Or was it just, uh, 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 just trying to get better, you know, man, everything and, and, and how'd you do it? Uh, a little bit of both, you know, um, in this sport, a lot of people want to stereotype in boxing, especially black wrestlers mm-hmm. and being a larger black wrestler that limits e- even more what people see you as what and what, and what your ceiling can be. Mm-hmm. So I don't want there to be any reason at all why people can't think, okay, he's the number one guy. Uh, so that was mostly what that was going, okay, I see where my cap is. If I just stay this side, mm-hmm. what if I, present to them a true main event package, you know, a, a guy that that can go out there and do everything that there is to do in that ring when I want to do it, you know? So um, it was about uh, limiting the nose and expanding who and what it is I could be in the sport. Uh, still very healthy, you know, never mm-hmm. had high blood pressure and never had any of that, none, none of that stuff. So, um, it was mainly just to say, I'm not going to be in this box. I'm not going to just be what you say I can be or stay on the platform that you think I should stay on. I know where I want to be. I know where I can be. Um, and that's at, at, at the very top of the sport. Um, and just, and, and it's, it's, it's not a secret, you know, it's just drinking a lot of water, eat, eating healthy, uh, working out. And it's all just, willpower and making smart choices um and of course you you slip now and again especially around the holidays and stuff but um just staying dedicated to that uh, that's really all it is that's what's up man um <laughs> it there's a lot going on in the world right now um i actually hold on i just got a question directly from brother man um now this is math verbatim. He says, "Ask that nigga why he hit Keith Lee like that." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, the best way that I can describe that, and Keith will tell you from knowing me, when when I have a point to prove, mm-hmm. I prove it. It doesn't matter who the target really is. Um, and at that point, you know, it seemed like. For as much momentum as we were gathering as a team, it seemed that all of the focus was Keith is a star and Shane is just there. When in reality, you know, I'm I'm half of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if people don't see that, then if you're the guy that they're saying has all the potential, and you do, and you have all the star power, and he does, mm-hmm. then I need to beat you in order to show that I am just as good, if not better. Uh, so that was the reasoning behind that, you know, and we've talked about that since then. He understands. 
And to be honest, if the roles were reversed, I would have expected to get hit in my mouth too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, it you know, so so it goes both ways. No, so speaking of Keith Lee, man, how was it tagging with him, and then watch both of you guys uh, move up in your careers, but different directions, but both both of y'all moving like full. Fantastic. You know, uh, when when we formed the team, our goal was to both get jobs in this sport and prove that, you know, it doesn't matter what people say or what they think the prototype moneymaker is in this sport. We can make we we can make cash and be stars looking the way we do and performing the way we do. And now you now people people knew that when he got signed and now those that didn't especially after Survivor Series weekend, they understand it now too, what everybody else knew. Um, and the same for me, you know, uh, people who knew about me and knew what I, I, I could do, the things that I'm doing now aren't a surprise. Hmm. They're the things that they go, yeah, we, we knew he could do this. We knew he could perform like this. We knew he could talk like this. We knew he could do all these things. We told you, you know what I mean? So yeah. none of this is a surprise. This is, a, this is just business as usual for us. Um, what happens now is other people get to start trying to jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, um, and, and this gets to be a ride for them. But 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 for us, this is things that we knew five years ago, that we knew six years ago. You know, so uh, that this is just now our time to be able to put it on a worldwide stage and show everybody. Hmm. Um, a great deal of what we do. Um especially with, 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 with black wrestling is to kind of give um, a black perspective on, on, on the business of professional wrestling. Um, and we, so we do these interviews just to kind of get, uh, you know, put our audience on to, to, to a lot of these workers, you know what I'm saying? And, and get them searching on YouTube and going to this and going to that and checking everything out. And I, I know you do interviews and whatnot, but I also like to get you guys take on just the, the, the climate of what's going on right now. Like, um, I know there was, uh, I don't know if it's official or rumored, but there's some um, relationship between Ring of Honor and uh, NWA. Um, I know you haven't been I, I, called to be on that show. I, as, as a matter of fact, I haven't seen many. Um, I haven't seen much multiculturalism on um, on that show as mu that much. Um, and speaking of which, man, what were your thoughts on that Cornette thing a couple of weeks ago? All right. So let me address the Cornette thing first. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny how people rationalize things, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to actions taken uh, against black people. You know, you have, uh, and, and I know the guys at NWA now, uh, and, and this, this is not their belief, at least I don't think, but, you know, the NWA historically uh, hasn't really been uh, really accepting of a lot of black people. People I know there there were a lot of black stars there, and people were like, well, what about such and such? What about such and such? Yeah, yeah but we're, we're talking about the climates that they had to perform in. Yeah. You know, um, you've had you had segregated locker rooms. You know, guys were uh, relegated to staying on the mid cards, unable to really crack into the top tiers. Uh, you had a lot of mannerisms, walk, talk, 
the way of going about about things a lot a lot of the culture taken by taken by other stars and 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 marketed you know as their own which allowed them to be millionaires and stars you know same same thing with elvis right mm-hmm. uh you're, you're able to take what we do make it safe for the masses and then sell that you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. like uh black culture but guilt-free if, if that makes if hmm. that makes any sense absolutely uh, and you know that that was the vibe for a long time there and the ability to say whatever you wanted to whoever you wanted uh and he's from that era now i have no problem with him personally uh but you could have said a million things about that guy you know if if if, if your goal if your goal was a poor joke you could have said he's he's tough enough to carry a winning lot a winning lottery ticket through a trailer park <laughs> and and we would have got it you know what i mean 100% like, it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, like you would have to be pretty ballsy to do that, you know what I mean? Because somebody will get you. I understand that, but he's tough. He's tough enough to ride a, a you know, a bucket of chicken through, you know, wherever he said, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Like that's that's specifically a stereotype about black people. It's not about poor people. Like, and that, yeah, that makes you that makes that comment racist hell like and this is the thing about that too like people somehow think like just because you have black friends or you date black people or <laughs> you have black kids that somehow you can't be racist no you, you very much still can be awareness is not sexually transmitted right like there's not it, it doesn't mean like like that it's a mindset it has nothing it, it's how you treat people it's how you treat people it, they, it it's a very like they're not mutually exclusive. You see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, you know, like, like people, like people can somehow always rationalize things like that. But when you look at a guy like Vic and they go, Oh, well, I, I could never understand how he, he should get another chance. Like, really? You don't, you just did over here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you understand that people make mistakes and one mistake shouldn't haunt you for the rest of your life. You know, I mean, like you can remember what someone did and allow them to try to move past it without forgiving what they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so if you can understand that for different things, why is it any different over here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, to me, it, it just shows, you know, where we're at as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's the cornet thing. Uh, and, and what was the other part of that? Just talking about. Just, just um, I, I was just saying. I, I know there's a rumored part- partnership, or, or I'm not sure if it's official between ROH and MWA. I haven't seen a lot of uh, I, I, uh representation right. on, on on that show. Right. Um, uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing you over there for a little bit as well. I mean, if there is a uh, partnership, I mean, yeah. I, I as far as I'm as far as I know. Right, right now it's two separate companies, uh-huh. uh, and and I think that they're going to remain separate go, going forward. Uh, my stance with Shane Taylor Promotions and what my company does, you know, I'm willing to defend my championship against anybody from any company that thinks they're bad enough to stand there and throw hands at me. So, um, if that's someone from the NWA, I'm more than willing to come there. You know, and smack their guys around just like I smack ROH guys around, just like I'd smack, you know, anybody else's company's guys around in order to keep my championship. So, um, I can't speak to, you know, the people that they're going to bring in or, you know, who they hope to bring, to bring, to bring in, but I know 
you know, in this, in this climate, you know, in this sport, uh, the ability to showcase black talent and put them in a position to be successful and to be marketable and to do so without having them fit into the uh, normalized wrestling and societal stereotypes is paramount. That's why I love what I get to do so much with Shane Taylor Promotions and my partnership with ROH because we get to showcase that. <laughs> you know, um, other places, not so much, you know, and <laughs> even, you know, uh, e even places that are coming here now, you know, I, I don't see any representation in, you know, in those places either. You yeah. know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. uh, all I can be concerned with and what we can be concerned with is, uh, how, how we make ourselves look and how, and how we, you know, produce the best quality, you know, uh, wrestling and matches and, uh, images possible. Uh, hmm. and, and, and for me, uh, that, that starts with me. Um, and I take that responsibility for not only myself, but my guys. Um, and the goal will be to take Shane Taylor promotions to as many places and as many countries as possible in order to, to continue to spread that message and can continue to showcase talent and people in a, in a way that we can be proud of, our culture can be proud of, our families can be proud of, um, and show that, you know, you you can be successful and not have to sell your soul or your culture out to do it. Okay. So I, I read somewhere, and I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's legit or not, but it said you have a legit degree in business management. Yes. And how does that help with what you do, uh, you know, in general as, as, as a wrestler also, but with uh, Shane Taylor Promotions? Well, it, it allows me to sit down at these tables and, and negotiate these deals, uh, with a with a with a degree of skill and business acumen that most people aren't used to guys like myself having mm. you know uh they're they're used to talking to employees you know but then they talk to their business partners differently now they have to talk to me as a business part uh, as a partner excuse me they have to you really have been listening to 444 lately <laughs> oh of course i mean but 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 this is something that that was instilled in me you know er earlier and this whole game is this is a chess game you know and and they never see guys like like me coming until it's too late you know what i mean so um it, it's very easy to underestimate you know guys like me so um they have to look at me and treat me and talk to me differently um and from negotiating uh merchandising deals to promotional stuff to um uh com com compensation for competition uh, the whole nine yards it's uh it, it does me wonders to be able to sit there and see things from a different perspective uh to be able to know what my worth is and weigh it out not not only against them but against their competition as well because shane taylor is an asset that you want you know for your company not against your company Hmm. That's amazing. Um, another issue that's been big, um, lately has been the ACH thing, right? Um, I saw an IG post that may have been a supporter of the brother. Um, what were your thoughts? I I think it's clear 
that, you know, on the T-shirt thing, mm-hmm. just about everybody was behind him, you know. And the unfortunate thing about a lot of this is, you know, I, I think the original message of what he was doing and why he was trying to trying to do it got lost in the shuffle of everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, his personal feelings about other people are his feelings. Um, I can't speak to that. I know him to be a friend of mine. Uh, and things that he's taught me and the person that he is, the, the competitor that he is, he truly loves the sport. Uh, he, he truly loves doing what he does. Uh, and I don't think there's any, uh, anything that he's trying, trying to do intentionally to harm that, uh, who knows what he's going through personally. Yeah. You know, uh, he knows that he can reach out to me at any time. Um, uh, but, you know, whatever it is that he's got to work himself through, uh, I know he has the ability and the heart to do so. Uh, and uh, as far as all that goes, you know, we'll see what, you know, we'll see what his next chapter is. Um, but so many people, you know, and, and what, and what, and what, you know, and, and you have people, you have guys that, you know, are going after him or just saying, you know, hey, chill out. You know what I mean? Because unfor- uh, unfortunately, people see us as a group, right? So you'll have one person that does something, and then it, and then it reflects back on everybody. You know what I mean? Whether the intention was to do that or not, that's what happens. You know, so you have people now kind of saying, "Hey, chill." You know, it, it, it's hard enough being us. You know, without adding the extra, but uh, sometimes you know, like. Sometimes the extra is needed to bring eyes to a situation that needs uh, that needs to have attention brought to it, you know. So um, again, I can't wait to see what the next chapter for him is going to be, uh, and and if 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 he's got to reach out to anybody that he needs to, my number is there. I know a number of other people as well, you know. Uh, would, would would love to hear from them uh, because that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? We're we're here to uh, help ourselves, but help each other get through this, and uh, that's that's what we'll do. That's what's up, man. Um, in probably the spiciest piece of current events, uh, earlier this week, Sunday, I, I believe it was, there was a, a list apparently posted online. Uh, set by Joy Mercury, mm-hmm. and there were a list of names that said that were said to be possibly released in January, and your mm-hmm. name is rumored to be on that list. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Have you heard anything like that directly? Uh, nothing directly. And when I heard about it through rumor, uh, this is the thing: you have to. This is the internet, all right. This, this is the age of bullshit and spin. Uh, this is the age of no context and people making wild decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when I heard about it, two things happened. One, I got pissed off for about 30 seconds. And then after that, I got really excited. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and for those that don't know me, that sounds weird. But for me, there's nothing I love more than making people look dumb and proving people wrong. Mm-hmm. So something like that to me was like, oh, hell yeah. Like I get to go 
and if this is how anybody feels, if this is truly how they feel, then I get to make you look stupid, you know, immediately. You know what I mean? Like, I get to make you look dumb right now. Um, But, you know, again, nobody knows the context of the conversation or what it pertained to. But honestly, it doesn't even matter to to me. It doesn't matter for me because I don't work for Ring of Honor. Uh I work for myself. I work for Shane Taylor Promotions. So you can't release someone that doesn't work for you. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't fire someone that doesn't work for you. And that that was the whole point of creating the company. <laughs> I had a feeling back then, like, hey, you know what? If you're not going to promote me and, and put me the way, you know, and showcase me the way I feel as though I can be showcased and, and promoted, then I'll do it myself. But you don't that you don't then get to control my career i control it so i own my name i own my image i own my likeness i own all of that so you know if at the end of this year ring of honor doesn't want to continue the partnership with shane taylor promotions then that's fine but they had better hope i don't have the ring of honor world television championship still so uh you know so to me keeping this championship is paramount to you know holding the leverage that i need to continue to make the money that I need need to make, have the flights that I need that I need to have in order to reach the legacy that I want to have. And that's being the baddest ring of honor television champion of all time. Mm. Speaking of which, man, you got Dragon Lee final battle this Friday in Baltimore. Brother Math and myself will be in the house. Uh, I mm. see you was training with brother Rodney Mack. Um, mm. How'd that come about? And what should we expect from the match? Uh, the training with Rodney came about, you know, I, I always try to show love and, and, and respect for uh, the generation before me that opened the doors that I now get to walk through. Not not only Rodney, but his wife, Jazz, as well, you know, are our, our, our key components to, to that. He's, he's been uh, documented as to having his thoughts on the sport and the opportunities that he was allowed to have or wasn't allowed to have. Um, and, and, and so we're, we're kindred spirits in that, in that aspect, uh, knowing just how hard it is and how difficult it is, uh, to be successful in this sport. You know, I wanted to have somebody in, in my corner that would give things to me straight, uh, that tell me things that I need to know, you know, how I need to hear them, not just how I want to hear them. Uh, and during that training, during the whole fight camp, uh, he was able to do that and I'm looking forward to working with them more as I go forward. Uh, and, and I go on this path, um, uh, and what we can expect from the match with drag and Lee is every, every bit of it that you would think as advertised, you know, you're going to have one of the hardest hitters, uh, in this sport against one of the best high flyers, uh, that there are right now, you know, both of us have exciting styles. I'm interested to see how those styles mesh. Um, You've got. To, he's also very reckless. You know, he's willing to throw himself. You know, put himself on the line to win, just as I am. Uh, and so, I'm excited to not only face one of the best in the world, but also drop him on his head as well, uh, and prove that it doesn't matter if you're a heavyweight a junior, if people think you're a newcomer, if people think you're a trainee or one of the best in the world. When you step to Shane T, you get put down like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he will be <clears throat> number 13 
you know, on, on, on my road to greatness. You know, the single reign championship defense record is held by Jay Lethal at 35 championship defenses. Hmm. Dragon Lee is going to be number 13. Uh, and after that, you know, there will be 23 more to go until I, until I break that record. And hmm. I'm going to break that record. So uh, to me, that's where all the focus is. That's where, you know, all the eggs are, you know, is in creating that legacy. And it doesn't matter if Dak Draper is waiting in the wings. It doesn't matter if Kenny King is waiting in the rings and excuse me, in the wings, Brian Johnson, whoever it is. People are lining up around the block to fight Shane T because they know when you step in the ring with me, that's where the headlines are. That's where the light is brightest. That's what the world's going to be talking about. Um, and then, you know, and, and so that tells me that really at this point, uh, the titles are just semantics. You know, people know who the man is in in our ways. They're not lining up around the block to fight Roosh. They're lining up around the block to fight me. You know, so that tells me the championship to have in ROH is the World Television Championship. Um, and so for me, uh, once I beat his brother, maybe I then move on to him. Mm. That's what's up, man. Before we get out of here, can you give the folks who are listening um, one dream opponent, any era, maybe now, 20, 30 years ago, um, and also one match that if they aren't familiar with Brother Shane Taylor, that they should go check out on YouTube or any other platform? Mm. I would have loved to have fought The Undertaker at a WrestleMania, mm. you know, uh, him, him being one of the, you know, truly inspiring, not only performers, but big men, of his, of his era and the era after that, uh, to, to be in that environment. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that thrives all, off of the energy of the environment, uh, whether it, it, it be supportive or hostile, you know, uh, I, I need that energy. Um, and I think that's an environment that would have been so unique. So, and so one of a kind, uh, that I would have loved to have been in that, uh, and, and fight somebody like that. Uh, and if there's one match of mine that you want to go check out, uh, you should probably go to ROHWrestling.com, si- sign up for Honor Club and check out either one of my matches with Jeff Cobb, check out uh, my matches with my match with Joe Hendry, uh, matches with Bandito, and pretty much anybody that, you know, a- any match of mine that, that you've seen over or that you want to watch from the last year and a half, uh, go check that out and see why. You know, I've been outperforming a lot of pro wrestling's cult favorites for the last year plus. And mm. uh, by, you know, the name that everybody should be talking about and that everybody should be, you know, thinking about is Shane Taylor. Where can the folks get at you on social media? Of course, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor, uh, Facebook.com slash Shane Taylor. And if anybody's in the merch buying mood, Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor, all lowercase, and pick up not only some badass shirts there, but some Shane Taylor promotion shirts as well. Uh, And I greatly appreciate it. Appreciate an incredible 12-year career so far. Uh, And here's to, you know, another 12 more. That's what's up, man. Ilfam79 on your social media choice at Black Wrestling, BlackWrestling.com, at Cal, at Matt Damon, all 
all over the Twitter sphere. Thank you one more time, Brother Shane, man. And we out. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. You got me mad now. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full.